Week 2, Godly Habits Day 8, Become Consciously Selective Scripture to Memorize This is a new one, so get out your pens and your little index cards and make a beautiful note about this scripture so that you can learn it all week this week. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. Proverbs 31, 12, and 13. The passage to read is Proverbs 31, 12, and 13. She brings him good and not harm all the days of her life. She selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. Evidently, the author thought we needed to hear that twice today. I'm going to pray a guided prayer with you right now. Dear Lord, help me to become more selective. I want to be more selective about the music I listen to, the movies and television programs I watch, and the people I allow to influence my life. Holy Spirit, empower me to be more selective about where I invest my time, money, energy, and other resources. I want to work with eager hands, to be diligent and not self-indulgent. In particular, I recognize the need to be less self-indulgent of my taste buds and far more selective about the food I put in my mouth and on my table. Everything matters to you, and I want to please you in all things. Lord, you know sometimes I have trouble getting in gear in the mornings. I believe you'll give me extra energy as I'm faithful to wake up a little earlier each day just to spend time with you and to get myself and my family off to a good start. Help me to provide for the basic needs of my family and others who rely on me for guidance. Lord, give me supernatural selectivity. Amen. The personal section of day eight. The Proverbs 31 woman was selective. She selected wool and flax that was good enough for her to invest her time working with. To be selective means to be discriminating, discerning, and choosy. To be careful about the choices that you make. It's the opposite of the mindlessness living characterizes so many of us today. The first MK, missionary kid, I ever met had been raised in the Amazon jungle. She said the first time she walked into an American grocery store as a teenager with instructions to pick up a box of cereal, she nearly had a nervous breakdown. Why? The selection was overwhelming. The cereal aisle alone contained more food than her entire village grocery. She was Faced with so many choices, her head spun. I've traveled to remote villages in Asia, Africa, and Latin America where people have very few options. There's only one place to draw water, only one market to purchase or barter for goods, only one food staple. Life is difficult yet simple. The more complex the society we live in, the more need to exercise the art of selectivity. Whether we realize it or not, we're making selections every day. We choose which way to dress and present ourselves to the world. We select the music we listen to, the movies and programs we watch, and we read and believe. We choose how we spend our time with whom we spend it. We select our friends and even our enemies, although sometimes they select us. Unlimited options and unending choices are both a blessing and, in some ways, a tremendous burden. To cope with the complexity, some people let others select for them. They will go with the flow and unquestioningly unquestioningly follow the crowd. They take the path of least resistance. They listen to whatever music the radio puts on the air, watch whatever programming the network or cable channels choose, wear whatever is possible in the fashion magazines and at the mall. 
If we're going to become the women God wants us to be, we're going to have to begin being consciously selective, which means we ask ourselves questions like, is this the best use of my time, money, energy, and resources? Is this God's highest and best for me? Is this the healthiest thing for my spirit, soul, and body? Is this outfit glorifying to God? Is it modest or does it draw attention to my physical attributes? Do my daily choices reflect my true values or I am, or am I taking the path of least resistance simply to avoid the hard work of making conscious selections? Being selective also applies to this 90-day jumpstart journey. No woman will be able to fully complete every project idea that is introduced here. Carefully consider which areas will be most beneficial to you and your family and focus your attention there. Begin today to practice being consciously selective. Affirmation. I am consciously selective about how I invest my time, money, and other resources. So to finish off day eight, um, we have a practical action step. Analyze each of the following areas rating yourself on a scale of one to ten. With one meaning take the path of least resistance, conforming to the world, and ten meaning you are consciously selective in that area. Reading material. Media exposure. Fashion sense. Financial priorities. Family time. Home life. Diet and food selection. Personal appearance. Time usage. What changes do you need to make to those categories? I hope that day eight's helped you today and blessings to you all. Stay planted in the Word of God. Day nine. Scripture to memorize. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. Proverbs 31, 12, and 13. The passage to read is Psalms 1, 1 through 3. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, or stand in the way of sinners, or sit in the seat of mockers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He's like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers. Guided Prayer Dear Lord, thank you for blessing me. I renew my commitment to you today to not walk with the wicked, stand with sinners, or sit with mockers. Holy Spirit, show me anyone or anything in my life that would lead me in the wrong direction. Help me to find my delight in the study of God's word by granting me insight. Bring it to life for me as only you can. Teach me how to meditate on scripture, revealing those passages you want me to focus on. I'm so glad I have you as my personal Bible tutor. Thank you for promising that as I stay planted in the word, I will be like a tree that yields its fruit in season. I want to be fruitful and to prosper in whatever I do. Now I know the secret. Meditating on God's word. All that I have to do is remain in it. Help me, Lord. Amen. Personal Application The Proverbs 31 woman brings good, not harm. To those who love her, including her heavenly father and her earthly family. That doesn't happen by accident. 
This week's memory verse tells us she works with eager hands. If we are to become capable, dignified, and virtuous women, it will take a lot of hard work over the course of many years, and it will mean persevering even when we don't see even when we don't see instant results. The author lives in an area of Arizona filled with citrus tree. She says last year she didn't get a single lemon from their lemon tree. When everyone else in the neighborhood had trees in full bloom, she didn't even have one flower on any any of their three trees, orange, grapefruit, and lemon. Needless to say, she was very unhappy, frustrated, and indignant too. Everyone else in the neighborhood had trees in bloom. How unfair, how bizarre. Then she discovered that her husband had turned off the watering system to do some yard work six months earlier and forgotten to turn it back on. Mystery solved. So often we're tempted to look at the bloom or fruit on someone else's tree and feel frustrated or indignant. Why are they prospering when we're not? Is it a mystery? Sometimes, yes. However, for the most part, the world makes sense. It's governed by basic laws like cause and effect, sowing and reaping, and so on. Of course, there are exceptions, disasters, and mysteries, but exceptions are exceptions, disasters are rare, and most of life is not that mysterious. Typically, we reap what we've sown. Things happen for a reason. God's Word says that a person who meditates on Scripture, who remains faithful and sinks deep roots into the living water, that person will prosper in season. However, in season may not mean next week. That's the problem for most of us. We want instant results. But the picture God gives isn't instant. A tree begins as a seed planted in the ground. It's watered and matured day after day without any visible results. That's when so many of us are tempted to give up. Years pass before it yields fruit, and even then only in season. The person who will be blessed is one who stays planted, who sinks her roots deep into the soil of God's Word. Let me urge you to become a more serious student of the Bible, to study, memorize, and meditate as you do. God has promised something. You will yield fruit in season. Everything you do will ultimately prosper. The Proverbs 31 woman did not become God's ideal woman overnight, and neither will we. But eventually she became the kind of woman everyone honored, a woman clothed with strength and dignity, and so will we. The affirmation for today is, I study God's word so my life is fruitful. Everything I do prospers. Spend some extra time reading and studying God's word today. From Donna Parto's book, Becoming the Woman God Wants Me to Be. Devote Yourself to Prayer, Day 10. Scripture to Memorize, Proverbs 31, 12, and 13. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. Passage to read, James five fifteen and 17. I love this, as we have many people in our church family that are sick. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise him up. If he sinned, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. Elijah was a man just like us. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. Guided Prayer 
Dear Lord, I confess this morning that my prayers are not always offered in faith. They are too often offered as a last resort, clouded by doubt and unbelief. I've become so conditioned to the mindset of this world that my first response to sickness or any other difficulty is a man-made solution. Thank you for promising to hear our prayers and raise up those who are sick. This morning I bring before your holy presence all who battle various sicknesses and disease. Send your healing in our day, just as you did when Jesus and the first disciples walked the earth. I confess my sins so that nothing will hinder my prayers today. Forgive me, Lord, especially for my tendency to trust me instead of you. Holy Spirit, show me someone I can trust to confess my sins to that I might be healed, someone who can hold me accountable and challenge me to become more than I am. Thank you for the blessed assurance that the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. I stand on the righteousness of Christ. It is through his sacrifice that I have the right to ask and believe that I will receive answers when I pray. What a blessing that we have as Elijah as an example. It's so tempting to think he was a super prophet. No wonder his prayers were powerful and effective, but I'm no Elijah. You've made it a point in your word to remind us that Elijah was just like us. If prayers are powerful enough to heal the sick and control the rain, there's nothing prayer can accomplish. Holy Spirit, please cleanse me of all unrighteousness, so that with Christ's righteousness in me, I can pray with great power and effectiveness. Amen. Personal Application Prayer is not just something we do. Prayer is a mindset, an attitude, an atmosphere we create. As we learn to cultivate the presence of God, walking moment by moment with a conscious awareness that we have a friend who sticks closer than a brother, a counselor who is always near, a teacher who's always speaking, then every waking hour becomes a prayer. In Colossians 4.2, Paul says, Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. It does begin with saints in former times, called the morning watch. We begin our day watching for God, asking Him what His priorities for the day are. Then we continue watching with an attitude of gratitude for the opportunities He has prepared in advance for us. Watch and pray throughout the day and you'll find plenty to be thankful for. Ask the Holy Spirit to teach you how to be prayerful, watchful, and thankful. You'll be amazed what a difference it makes in your life and what a difference you begin to make in the lives of others. God will use a woman of prayer to bring about much good in all the world in the days of her life. The affirmation for today is, I devote myself to prayer, being watchful and thankful. Practical Application Begin today with an attitude of prayer and watchfulness. Then carry that with you throughout the day, being prayerful, watchful, and thank you. Thankful. Day 11. Peaceful Sleep. Our scripture to memorize is Proverbs 31, 12, and 13. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. Our passage to read is Psalm 3, 4 through 6. To the Lord I cry aloud, and he answers me from his holy hill, Selah. I lie down and sleep. I wake again, 
because the Lord sustains me. I will not fear the tens of thousands drawn up against me on every side. Prayer Dear Lord, I long for your help, and I know you will respond to me. Forgive me for the times that I've gone to everyone else instead of coming to you. Forgive me from, for expecting answers from humans and the world instead of from you. You alone have the wisdom and the power that I need. Thank you for the healing gift of sleep. Help me to trust in you, and I know that my sleep will be sweet. Holy Spirit, I invite you to take charge of my sleeping patterns and when I rise and when I wake. Teach me how to unwind so I can get the best sleep and guide me to the correct number of hours that I need for sleep. Maybe I'm not getting enough or perhaps I'm indulging in too much, but you know me, you created me, and you know exactly how much sleep I need. Please reveal that to me. Lord, I release all the fear knowing that you are the God of the universe and you will work all things together for my good. For I love you so much and have been called according to your purpose. Just knowing that alone gives me freedom to release anxiety and to sleep in peace. I give it all to you because I trust you and I thank you that I can always trust you. Amen. The Proverbs 31 woman works with diligent hands and not um, worn out and tired hands. Psalm 4 through 8 says, I will lie down and sleep in peace for you alone. O Lord, make me dwell in safety. Notice that the phrase said that I will lie down, not I might, it was a decision that was made, the psalmist declared. So, a few things to help us get peaceful sleep. We want to modify and encourage healthy eating habits. We need to create a great environment to sleep in. Establishing routines in the morning and at night are really good for helping us rest better. Keep a notebook by your bed so that as, you're, as you have things running through your mind, you can jot those down instead of sleeping on them. When you lie down at night with your husband or um, just getting tucked into bed, Talk about the positive things that happen during the day. That'll help with peaceful sleep. The affirmation for this week is, I lie down and sleep in peace. Practical application. Write out a proposed bedtime. Jot it down. Make sure that it's the number of hours that you need to sleep. And then Adjust that up and down as you see each evening how you're feeling. Commit to a specific bedtime. These notes are from Donna Parto's book, Becoming the Woman God Wants Me to Be. Have a great day.
<clears throat> Day 12. Dare to be diligent. Scripture to memorize. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. Proverbs 31, 12, and 13. The passage to read is Proverbs 6, 6 through 11. Go to the ant, you sluggard. Consider its ways and be wise. It has no commander, no overseer seer or ruler. Yet it stores its provisions in summer and gathers its food at harvest. How long will you lie there, you sluggard? When will you get up from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. And poverty will come on you like a bandit, and scarcity like an armed man. Guided Prayer Dear Lord, I thank you for the ant and the example of him. I really would love to consider its ways and become wise just like the ant. I marvel at how self-motivated they are. It doesn't need the promise of a payroll or an office in the corner to keep busy. It doesn't need a calendar to recognize its time for the season. It's driven by an internal sense of mission and controlled by an internal clock. Lord, that's what I desire. I confessed I find it in the past, I found it difficult to stay on task unless I had someone hovering over me or some other external motivator. I've struggled to find self-motivation born of self-control. Yet I know self-control is part of the Holy Spirit. Teach me how to nurture that fruit. Holy Spirit, I invite you to bring your wisdom and conviction to work on my sleep habits. I want to be balanced especially in the area of sleep, because I know that the devil prowls like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour or someone to lull to sleep. Do Jesus, be my alarm clock. Wake me in the mornings. Invite me to spend more time with you. Amen. Personal application. The devil's ne never too busy to rock the cradle of a sleeping saint. If he can get you to snooze away the 30 minutes you would have, could have, or should have spent with God, the devil has the upper hand against you for the rest of the day. Think about that. Commit to a specific time to wake up in the morning and spend time alone with God. Our affirmation for day 12 is, I'm diligent like the ant. I want to consider its ways and grow wise. Practical application. Set your alarm for seven hours, eight if you're under 35. When the alarm goes off, get up and get moving. Try it for a week. Adjust it 15 minutes up and down until you see how your energy level is. Then you'll determine the ideal number of sleep hours that you need each night. Have a good week. Day 13 and 14 are weekly checkup and evaluation for the week. So the cumulative scripture review that we are um, combining together from week one and week two for us to learn is a wife, a wife of noble character who can find. She's worth far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. 
She brings him good and not harm all the days of her life. She selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. Proverbs 31, 10 through 13. We should have um, memorized that entire scripture by the end of week two. I encourage you to turn verses 12 and 13 into a scripture-based prayer. Write it down on an index card and say it every morning. Going over week two, we um, week one and two combined, actually, we have been working on our personal vision statement, may have already had it, finding a place to spend time alone with God, a sweet place that we enjoy going to in the morning, dealing proactively with sins, secret sins, only we know, completing the study every day, um, practicing our memory verse, and going over our affirmations daily. We're also becoming consciously selective about how we dress and the t- how we use our time and resources, becoming a better student of the Bible, practicing the presence of God, and watching in thankfulness and prayerfully watching for God, following a routine in the morning and at night, Inviting God to wake us up in the mornings instead of hitting the snooze button. Weekly reflection goes over all of those things, but just a few questions for us. Am I listening for God's voice? Am I writing down what he's saying to me? In Galatians 5, and 23, am I manifesting the fruit of the Spirit? What areas look encouraging and what areas in my life need prayer? Am I seeing love and joy and peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control? What is God teaching me on my time alone with God? Which priorities am I living by? Which goals am I pursuing? Which goals and and priorities am I neglecting? What big thing did I learn this week about God and life and family and people? What are my specific priorities and goals for the coming week? Write them down. Reflect and enjoy your week. These notes are from Donna Parto's book, Becoming the Woman God Wants Me to Be.